Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops, he throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. We're back to Jordan Jake Podcast. And we're powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Jake DeLome, good to talk to you, man. The first episode of the official 2022 NFL season, Jordan Jake Podcast. I, I, how you been? I'm doing great, Jordan. It's, uh, it's summertime and it's not cold. Um, and I know it's not Spartanburg. It's a lot warmer than Spartanburg. So I don't want to hear about how hot Spartanburg was because I used to go to Spartanburg to get a reprieve from the weather from South Louisiana. But everything else is great other than that. How about the something Idaho tells weather? Well, yeah, everything's good here. But something tells me your life in Louisiana is a little easier than what the guys were going through in, Spart- in Spartanburg. Now that, now that you're in retirement and, and living the easy life, although you are, it's worth noting, to our listeners and Panther fans, you're coming off the injured reserve with an off-season shoulder surgery. You just got out of your sling. We actually had to move our podcast because you had to do some physical therapy rehab. You're on the path to recovery. Are you going to be throwing soon? Jake, you going to be throwing the ball soon? Well, it's the left arm, so the right arm is perfectly fine, so I'm good. And I'm not going to say the reason Well, I probably had to have the surgery. I'm maybe it could have or maybe it could not have been due to some of your blocking. I, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> suggested that to me. They said, why it's your left arm? I said, that's the one I would fall on when I get hit. And somebody yeah. said, oh, it must have been Jordan Gross blocking. I, sure. just, I had to defend you, though. Yeah. As usual, just it's fine. I'll take I'll take the lumps. But it is the dog days of summer, Jake, and training camp and all that. And, of course, I'm talking about my high school football team. I'm back for my third season as coach on the high school staff, Jake. And I know you were wondering, so I'll just jump right to it. Things are looking pretty good. we got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new head coach. It's a whole new look for the high school, Jake. It's a whole – I like it. How many returning players do you have from last year? Mm, we got, you know, half our varsities back. But – you know, we're kind of starting from scratch with the new system, and everybody's got to get to know each other. We got a jamboree coming up. You remember those from high school, right? Where the bunch Absolutely. of different teams yes. all go to the, and you do like a little mini scrimmage against a bunch of different teams. So, looking forward to that. Um, but I think I am getting better as a football coach in my third season. And here's what I'm going to say, and you tell me if this is true. I think coaching high school football player, it players, is harder than coaching NFL football players. What do you think about that statement? I agree with you because I'm not – the competition, obviously, we know that's the whole different – and you have to probably get more in-depth with the schematics. But you're playing against you're, – you're coaching kids who just want to – some of them want to be out there with their friends, unlike right. high school, uh, college foot, uh, high, uh, pro football where it is, you know – Guys, that's a, making a living. So I can only imagine you probably have a 150-pound center, uh, 200-pound <laughs> more. Yeah, I mean, like, that's probably what well, you have. You, let me give you an example. So I coach varsity O-line and JV O-line, all right? And so varsity, my guys that I've had for a couple of years, they're – I mean, they look – it's good. It's pretty good football. You know, our fits are okay, pad love, all that. 
I love working with new incoming freshmen. They were eighth graders, middle school kids last year, right? So we'll line up our boards, you know, like you see O-line guys doing on our get-offs, stepping over the boards and all that to get a base. And all these little kids, they go to this default running that somewhere along the lines everyone's <laughs> learned is how you run as an O-lineman. So I'll say, you know, right first day of camp, I'm like, all right, let's get on the boards. All right, we're all stepping right, coming out of our stance, just sprint down the board. Sprint like an athlete. I'm just getting to come off the ball. Sprint down the board. Down, set, hut. So, first of all, half of them step left foot to go right, okay, which, you know, we got we to gotta work on that. And then they put their arms up like a little T-Rex, kind of, and then do this, like, on their toes, like they're sneaking up on somebody. And, like, kind of a little, a little jog thing. And that's just what is programmed into kids when you – when you're alignment and you come off the ball. So that's what I'm working on, Jake, right now with those young guys. It's like, nope, nope, T-Rex arms. We don't want that. Yep, we're going to sprint. Okay, come so, on. Okay, you have to have this video. And don't tell them you're videoing, but somehow get video of it. And so by the end of the year, when you meet with them, if there's exit meetings or whatnot, you can say, hey, look, look this is where you came from. And this is where right. you're at today. I mean, you've got to do that. I, mean, I think that would be I great. Know. We're short staff. That's the problem. I'll have to do it with my okay. own camera. But yeah, we're not sneak guys. We're not sneaking up on anybody. Remember, we're big and aggressive. We're not. <laughs> I love we're it. We're not sneaking up. Anyways, fast forward to the NFL, and that's why we're here. Panthers. Uh, we are in full swing. Preseason game on. All already under their belt. They're currently practicing in New England. We're recording this on a Tuesday. They've had one practice completed so far. Massive preseason game number two, Jake. Quarterback, start talking about quarterbacks. Where do you see this thing going right now? What are your thoughts? Well, listen, I said before they went to camp, uh, I thought Baker had an, uh, more of an uphill battle, obviously, than Sam. Sam knew the guys. He already had a few months into the system. I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I know he's strictly off season, but he had a head start. And, you know, Baker getting traded in July, not knowing the players. And then I just thought that'd be a huge disadvantage. I just know. And I'm not saying that it has been, but it just kind of seems like everything you've kind of read, the highlights I've watched on Panthers.com or listening to the coaches. Camp Confidential, I thought was great watching the guys mic'd up. Um, it seems like Baker has settled in extremely well. Um, and he certainly, it seems like he has the, the act, the look, the feel of a starting quarterback. That's what, that's what I take when I, when I, when I see it, when I kind of watch it. Um, do we need to read in, into anything of him starting the preseason game last week? I'm not quite sure. Um, we'll know more maybe after this week, if he would happen to start against the Patriots or will it be Sam? So, um, you know, as a starting quarterback, you want to get the reps. I think that's something that you want to get the reps. But then I go back to my first year in Carolina, and we split them equally uh, with Rodney Pete, myself, Chris Winkie, um, and Randy Fasani the first week of camp. And then it was kind of uh, myself and Rodney and, and Chris Winkie kind of – we would split them from there on out. And it just – that's how Coach Fox ran it. And uh, Rodney started week one, and then I was able to take over. But it was certainly – nice to be able to get the lion's share of the reps and you just start to get to know guys and 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 get a feel and just how they run routes how they come in in and out of their breaks and what are guys like in the huddle and things like that don't you think though and, and that's a leading question but with them bringing baker in 
and right before camp and shaking up the QB room, it, it seems to me, and I have no inside scoop on this, but this has been my stance that it's his job to lose. Yes, it's an open competition and all that stuff, but I know that today, Tuesday, the first practice at the Patriots, he went with the ones right off the bat, and Sam got some reps with the ones as well. But you don't bring a guy in right before camp and put that uncertainty in the lap of your your in, your your returning starter for no reason. I just got to think that it's Baker's job to lose, Jake. Am I, am I looking at it wrong? You know, I think you're probably looking at it right. And I, I'm just trying to take a look at it. I know myself from the quarterback's point of view, it's like, this is a tall task for Baker. And if I'm Sam, I'm going to jump all over this opportunity. He's behind me um, in time uh, put in into the system. And then also he's behind me and in, in knowing the guys. But it sounds like he's kind of – he. He didn't just tiptoe into the water. It sounds like he has full-blown dive into the water, and, and, and he's kind of taking advantage of it. And, and certainly I think we'll know more and hearing from the coaches, the players, and or reporters what's going on at these practices the next uh, today and tomorrow uh, up in New England. I, don't read, I won't read a ton into the game. These practices are huge. And that's a question I wanted to ask you. Did you ever get involved in any of these joint practices? Because I know when I we did were together not. with Coach Fox, we did not. But I did that earlier on in my career with uh, Jim Hazlitt and the Saints. We would fly to Jacksonville because that was a quick flight, and we would practice against the Jaguars. And those are some knockdown dragouts. Tom Coughlin was there, and the tenacity that that team had, and it's two separate fields. And I, you would love it because you had so much quality work. You're not going against your defense. Uh, you're not hearing their calls. They don't know your calls. And um, I loved it. I just think it raised the intensity of the practice and, and brought out the best in everyone. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I'm that I'm happy to read is that they've announced that Icky will be getting the bulk of the first team reps moving forward at left tackle. I know that today, the first practice, that put Brady Christian at left guard. Uh, Moten and Corbett, obviously, they've been doing a great job on the right side. Then there was that Elfine-Bozeman battle, and Bozeman actually practiced today, went down with it looks like a, some kind of a leg injury, so we'll see where that settles, but I've been a little bit critical, truthfully, of how long it's taken Icky to get into that starting role. And, and I agree that there's the whole you got to earn it mentality. But I can I can tell you that I am grateful for what I received as a rookie. I, I went to mini camp with the second string. And then after that, all through OTAs, they told me, hey, you're going to start a right tackle. Get in there and learn. And I think that there's a lot to be said for having that. No, you're the starter. No, you're going to be working with the guys you're working next to, getting all those first-string reps. So it's definitely not too little, too late, Jake, but I'm, I'm thrilled that they've made that announcement and they're giving Icky this whole joint practice session, the next two preseason games, to be the starting left tackle and just get his mind set on that so he's not worried about that competitive element of it. I, I, I just think it's absolutely huge. No, I agree with you. I, I was under the same – impression I thought it should have been from day one if you're the left tackle you're playing left tackle um, because that's the experience that I had because the experience with you you drafted eighth overall and we put you in as the starting right tackle right then and there um, and that was it and so I was very happy when watching the preseason game on Saturday um, watching him when he got in the game um, and honestly that's who I pretty much kind of focused in on and just you know, he's got strength, he's got power, but I loved his feet. Seemed like his feet were never out of control um, and just was anxious to see. I'm anxious to see the improvement from one week to the next and let him and Christensen start working together. 
uh, and get that communication down because I think we all know how important it is to have that relationship with your if you're a tackle with your guard, if you're a guard with your center and vice versa. Well, and, and and truthfully, Christensen doesn't have a million reps at guard. You know, he played both tackles last year, both guards last year as a rookie. He's played tackle and guard this year. He's been bouncing all around as well. So you, you, we've been reading about how great it is that Corbin and Moten, or, or Corbin and Moten, excuse me, are doing an awesome job on the right side. That left side needs to find a home and settle in. And so it, just I can't applaud the staff enough for making that decision and going with it. And and if it's going to be Christian at guard, man, leave him in there. Let him get his reps. Let him get his work, Jake. Because the biggest thing with the 17-game NFL season, which now we're used to, and you know everybody that's kind of settled down, Jake. But it's the loss of that third or that fourth preseason game. So you know that back when we played, <laughs> I can never say that kind of stuff with a straight face, but. Second and third game, it was like how the preseason ramped up. The first game, you almost just looked past it because you knew you were going to be getting like maybe one series. You still were in training camp mode, and we'd come back from that first game still be in training camp, watch film back at training camp, go to practice at training camp next day. Then that second and third game, you usually break camp before the second game. Then you had training camp at home, as Coach Fox would call it, and Ron Rivera would call it as well. We still were in that mode, and the starters were preparing for two games where you'd play – a half and maybe even a half plus. Then that last game, you know, you let the, the roster, the back end of the roster guys get the most reps, figure out the depth chart, uh, the back end of the depth chart, all that stuff, Jake. But there's so much pressure on this week. And, and they're kind of, to your point about um, the joint practice and the quality reps, they're kind of getting their two games in one week just by getting so much crossover against a phenomenal team. That's the other thing. The Patriots, man, you could, there's not a better organization to go have our guys be around than the Patriots organization that's just, you know, had been so successful for so many years and be around Belichick, see kind of how his demeanor is at practice. Coach Rule could even probably get a little bit of, of growth and, and better himself as a coach by rubbing elbows with Belichick as much as possible. So do, do you think that that fourth preseason game, you know, we were talking about this a year ago, Jake, but do you think with a team like this, like how much more would we get out of that if we were able to get a few more reps for the regular season? Yeah, that's a good question, Jordan. It's a, um, you know, not having this whole three-game preseason. Uh, but it's like it's like this 17th game that they added. It just seems like it counts more than, than just the game. You know, like we, we always looked at a 16-game season, season and we broke it down into four quarters. But this 17th game is like teams, they don't get like started going to like late October, November, it seems like. You know, it's like it just takes so long to – okay, they're going to feel our way through September and then October, yeah, a little bit, and then now we're going to start making that push. So um, it's it's a, such a different dynamic. And then two weeks after the third preseason game to lead up to the roster. So it's um, it's just something that's new that teams are going to have to adjust to and find the right way to do it. And what is the right way? I, I'm not sure. I loved what Andy Reid did last week. I watched Patrick Mahomes play. I watched him get hit. I watched all those starters play. I just think there's something to that. Uh, that's just me. As I know as a quarterback, we don't get hit at all during camp, unlike you guys. But it was good to have live bullets, somebody coming at, at you. Whereas, you know, when you drop back in practice, knowing you're not going to get hit, it's, it's just a, it's a different mindset. So there's a lot of things that I think about, Jake, you know, when I'm sitting by a campfire, having some time to reminisce on days gone by. And I th once in a while, when I'm not thinking about, you know, something in my personal life, I'll look, I'll look back on my career. I'll be like, man, 
Is there anything that I could have done different? Here's the only things that I can come up with, Jake. Okay, so there's a joint practice today with the Patriots, right? And we're reading about how there was a fight, uh, our defense against Patriots offense, from what I can understand. And guys were thrown out of practice that fought. Why in the world didn't I do more fighting at training camp and just try to get myself thrown out of practice? I mean, that's a, that's a gigantic mistake. Like if I could have just, you know, this practice is, the practice is posted and we go into some of those days, Jake, and like, I'm checking the weather. Okay. It's going to be 97 humidity at 86%. All right. We got, we got warm up, stretch, warm up, field goal, uh, offensive individual group, one-on-one run against the D line half line against the D-line, one-on-one pass against the D-line, nine-on-seven against the defense, team against the defense, pass under pressure. And I'm just – all I could think of was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. It's going to be a long day. I should have just right there in one-on-one run had in my mind a little pencil and just added get into a fight and get kicked out. It's genius, Jake. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, my gosh. That's so classic. You see, you were lucky because you wouldn't – there was no repercussion for you. You, it's not like you were going to get cut. Well, that's you know? right. But, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It would have been that was very smart in your. It end. probably yeah, would have like been. This. It would have been better though, Jake, because they would have been like, "Wow, oh, that gross. He sure's got grit." You know, <laughs> like they would have loved it. But instead, uh, I just probably- was out there putting the work in. Man, just fool- foolish. That's the word that comes to mind. It's foolish. No, okay, I, I hear you. Now, you're bringing, you're bringing up that at Tussle at practice. I'll never forget it, Spartanburg. We were on the first field of uh, the practice because we have the three different fields to choose from. And it was, I don't think it was a goal line or whatever it was, but it was a kind of a high-intensity type of uh, period. And Adam Seward and Deshaun Foster got into a fight. And when I say a fight, helmets are on and everything. It was like kind of a wrestle to the ground. And, you know, Coach Fox would laugh at stuff like that. And so we get back in the huddle. And it lasted, you know, 30 seconds. And we get back into the huddle. And you know how tired guys would get when they strain and fight. So we're in the huddle. And Deshaun cannot breathe. He is gasping for air. And sure enough, I look at him. And I said, you know, it's a run play. And he was like, you better check out of it. You better check out of it. You better call, you better call a pass. And I couldn't do it. That's I had awesome. To hand it he was so mad at me, but in a good way. But they, they'd fight, and they're like, okay, that's enough. I can't say, uh, oh, getting in a fight to get kicked out of practice. That's uh, – it's special guys can do that. I've been watching, you know, I, I look at our website and our media team, and I talked to Darren Gant over the phone. Uh, a few days ago, he was doing a, a upcoming story. He wanted some things for me on. Great coverage. But here's where we're dropping the ball currently with this joint practice situation, Jake, the, where, the, where the media team is. The New England Patriots have a guy by the name of Trent Brown on their team. Okay. And do you know who Trent okay. Brown is, number 77 yes. for the Patriots? Yes, yes sir, I do. He's six, eight. And I know he's been 400 pounds recently. So let's say he's on a heck of a diet and he's 6'8", 375, something like that. I mean, I want to no say I bigger. read something. He might be in the 360 range or something yeah, like that. Right. I don't know why that's – Yeah, okay, right. Well, okay, I'm just saying. but still. So you're okay, saying he's, he's lying. Okay, he's 6'8", 360. Okay. 
And there's these photos on the website, which are beautiful, of like Panthers walk to practice field. We've got to get somehow a picture of C.J. Saunders. Is he maybe our smallest guy? 5'10", 190, maybe. Maybe a, maybe a corner. I'm just thinking we got to get a side-by-side of the gigantic Trent Brown next to some of our tiny pa- – I mean, social media would just love that. I we think they would, but – CJ, I think, is battling a little injury right now, so I'm not sure if he's even there. Yeah, I know. You're right. We, I just was thinking we, in my head of the yeah. smallest guy I can think of. We could find somebody. That would, that would, have, been, that would have been ideal. One of those huge guys. You know how there's, like, oh, there's just certain people that Kevin Carter was one who was a DN for a long time, Titans and Buccaneers and Rams, that was just gigantic. And it's weird when you're in the NFL and there's an outlier that's that much bigger than everyone else. I just I think I have like a weird obsession with that man. It's just odd, just very odd. Who was who was the biggest D tackle or DN you ever had to face? And you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to block this human being. Mm, well, the D tackle, the biggest D tackle ever was Ted Washington. Well, he was like a nose yeah, guard actually, right, so right, he played. Right. He was kind of the end of his career when I was starting. But Ted had to have been 400 pounds. I mean, and yeah. it was literally like a giant armoire. You know, like just they play and he played for the Patriots. It was just a massive, massive dude. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like there's big people everywhere on an NFL football field and fast and strong and all that stuff. And it's amazing that there's still a level of human higher than the highest level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and that's some of those kind of or, or speed or vertical or just a super built guy that's even musclier than the musliest average guy on the team. But I don't know. That's a random a side note. I just get excited for the giant people um, like that. Jake, defense, talk about our defense. We always stay, you know, way more towards the offensive side. Bill Belichick said before the first practice, uh, the joint practice, he said the Panthers defense is as good as anyone will see this year. I mean, that's pretty high praise, how much he believes it or not, you know, kill him with kindness kind of deal. But I think he's on to something, Jake, and right. Like, we got really, really outstanding, especially young, up-and-coming players, guys that are established already, Brian Burns. I'm excited for our defense if, Jake, if Shaq gets healthy, J.C. Horn gets healthy. I mean, all the guys that are on the roster end up playing together. I feel like we've got the opportunity to have a pretty solid defense. No, I think so, too. And I think you you watch our defense play, and the big emphasis, obviously, is getting more turnovers. But we do fly around to the football. I think the sacks, um, the sacks that we're going to be missing from Hassan Reddick, uh, we need to find that somewhere along, along the way. But uh, I'm like you. I really love our secondary. I th- I'm a huge fan of Jeremy Chen. Getting Dante Jackson back, I thought, was, was a, a huge feather in our cap. And J.C. Horn so bullish on him just his size and strength woods being there the safety so i do think um you know our secondary can be really good and that's what you're going to have to be um especially in our division when you think about it because tampa they're going to want to throw the football with tom especially now losing the majority of the offensive line the saints they have totally revamped their wide receiver department um going into this year in atlanta um, they drafted the Drake London kid. They got the uh, Pitts, the tight end, who's in essence uh, just an overgrown receiver. So um, we're going to need them to step up. But Brian Burns, I think he's the key to our defense. I just think him and Derek Brown. Derek's going into, uh, what, year three, Brian into year four. I, if those two can really take that next step, 
Um, Brian, I think, is kind of taking that next step. If, if Derek Brown can really take the next step, he, in my opinion, can be the key to, to our defense. Well, let's hope that they are what we hope they can be, Jay, because I think if that if that's the case and if it's Baker or Sam, whoever, offensively, there's still a lot of talent around that. Obviously, we didn't even get to Christian McCaffrey. I think we could save that for our next episode. But either way, I'm excited for the season, much more excited than I was last year. Last year I was excited, but this year I think there's potential for some good things to happen. And a- as we close, Jake, I just did my research. Patriots.com, Trent Brown, 68380. Okay. 68380. That's like a made up up size on Madden that you would create a player. Just being silly. I'm going to give our audience and give you a little little homework. uh, If you do listen to this and when we get off, Go and Google a picture of Yao Ming, the ex-basketball player, and J.J. Watt that they took next to each other. And I was a teammate of J.J. Watt, who's a rookie, and I know how big of a man he is. Yao Ming made him look like he was a fifth grader. So just <laughs> to talk about size. So that's our homework. We'll talk about that next week and a whole lot more. All right, Jake. Well, good talking to you, man. Uh, I, I... I am so happy that we're back on the air and doing our weekly thing because it's something I look forward to, and I appreciate everybody tuning in as well. And we're sponsored by Jake, the Jordan and Jake podcast. As you know, powered by Ortho Carolina, your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, Jake, your care, your way. I'll see you next week. Take care. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.